0: Everybody. it is a Wednesday. Welcome to our fantasy football Wednesday. It's me. It is me. It is the moron Dave. How you doing, everybody? It's Dave, I got my son, the fantasy football ninja DJ, up there. He's practicing sing, and he just doesn't want to scare everybody, so he's keeping his mask on. How you Same doing, first. DJ? We got. It's right, brother, and we got. My man down in the bottom right corner, Mr. Alex, the fantasy football hustler. Marino, how you doing, Alex? What up, what up? Doing good, doing good. It's got off a long live stream right now. There we are, there we are. Now, the man, the myth, the legend, the man whose Ravens got beat by Cam Newton, (laughs) Mr. KD Arrington. What's happening, KD?
1: Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing?
0: Hey, I'm sorry. I had to throw that in, brother. I, I tried not to.
1: But, but I understand that, Hey, it's fine. You just know, you just know I, I won't run from
0: it. Yeah, you know, I, hey, that's right, brother. That, that's the one thing I can say about you, dude. You, you, you take the blows. You know what I'm saying? You take the blows. I'm just going to be sharing this with the pages. So, hey, Alex, why don't you take it away for a minute?
2: So, how was everybody's week uh, as far as fantasy football? This was one of, I would say, the more down weeks that I could really remember of recent history.
3: Yeah, for sure. Sorry about the mask, guys. My guinea pig has COVID, so I
2: was <laughs> no, kidding. So the the Raiders their their entire defense got put on COVID reserve. Like, how wild is that? Do
1: you guys hear that? Yeah, I just got update yeah, about that. Seven, seven total, right? Is what the last number I seen? I think so. like it may have even risen. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Because um, you're saying that you about to lose our whole entire unit of a football team you got a game in three days. Yeah, it's nuts.
0: Yeah, no, I I was uh yeah actually I, I was just reading something about it that the the entire defensive or whatever is on COVID and I guess they're going to uh this Saturday all 32 teams are going to like uh stricter COVID prevention measures I guess from from what I was just reading. So everybody uh everybody is going to be uh um, you know, pretty much uh, uh, going to be on almost COVID lockdown, I guess, if that's what you want to say. This place is a prison
3: on camel, on planet, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, Stepbrothers, can- that's all I can think of from yeah. Stepbrother. Yeah. That's
2: just funny. <clears throat> they will all play, but it, they need uh, two days worth of negative tests. So even if they do play, they're missing out on, you know, half a week of practice almost.
1: Sure. No, it's... Yeah, and that's that's gonna be interesting too because I'll imagine certain days are harder days and certain days are lighter days. Um, so they're gonna to have to be real, real uh, particular about which two days they, they can afford to miss.
0: Yeah, it's uh with all with it spreading like it is, it's it's getting a little uh it's getting a little up there. It's getting a little uh, uh dicey towards the end of the year. Um, now, according to the NFL, they, they've uh, with the NFL and the NFL Players Association, they've already have a plan that will push the football season back to what? In March, if, the, if they have to go that far, just because if if they have to shut down for a couple of weeks just to get this COVID stuff under control. So, you know, the contingency plan is there. So. You know, we, we look at it at week 11 being, you know, almost the end of the football season, but this thing could be dragged out a little, a couple, uh, a, a month or two. So, you know, we just got to play it by ear and, you know.
3: It, this is crazy to me that all these players, all these player personnel people are testing positive and then they're good three days later. I don't understand. Everybody's asymptomatic, I guess, in the NFL. So that's-
2: test positive uh, it's just because of um, close contact. To someone who did test positive so if you were anywhere like i mean they got all those like wristbands and everything that says who was around you know who and all that so i don't know who tested positive but everyone on the defense was around that person in the meetings or whatever i mean who however many people it was seven eight but uh,
3: Jesus. yeah so who yeah, knows?
2: haven't heard anything about any positive tests yet from those guys
1: yeah, yeah, my, yeah, the other thing you got to look at, too, though, is the reliability of the equipment that's being used, too, because you can get a bunch of false positives and then time around and get, you know, three straight negative tests. So.
3: Yeah, my, my poor buddy Ricky got it, and he's uh sucks, man. He's in quarantine right now at the barracks. It's, it's terrible, man.
0: Yeah, well, now, but he's doing better, right? i mean he he was sick earlier, but he's better now i mean he's quite yeah he's better now symptoms he's
3: better gone. now, but for at first he was yeah he he yeah. was yeah. he had like flu like symptoms just shaking and cold and you know but
0: he's so, good so, now so he just had uh he he just had those beginning flu like symptoms and never turned into anything major, so that's all
3: yes, yeah, not good yeah. thank but, God for that.
0: I do. Before we get rolling into the show, I got, I got two things I need to say. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our, our friends over at journey with the Jays. Uh, you know, they're, they're gracious enough to let us share this stream into their, uh, into their site. And, you know, again, like I say, every week, if you're, uh, if you like podcasting, if you like talking sports, if you like hearing about baseball, everything, they, they, they talk about it very insightful, very informative. So again, uh, Um, Go check out Journey with the Jays if you're watching. Uh, Again, they do great stuff. Also, my friend Alex down there at Fantasy Expert... Wait, wait. I I had it right last week. Um, Fantasy Football Experts, Gurus, and Beginners. We got Two for two, man. Week 11. mm.
1: And you can't can't give him now. That was a stutter attempt.
0: No, man. I felt like I, you know, I, I felt like (laughs) Mel Tillis in Cannonball Run. (laughs) Yeah. You got it. You got to pull it up on the screen. You're still going to get it wrong. I I mean, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to get like the sheets up here and I'm going to have to write it down You know, say, Hey, uh, let's do that. Um, and one more thing before we, before we get uh, going here, and this is just on a personal note for me, uh, a friend of mine in Niagara Falls, um, uh, lost their life over the weekend unfortunately and it was terrible. so anybody out there who says prayers or anything uh, just uh, put some prayers up for the Walzac family out in Niagara Falls. Um, it, was, it was a very unfortunate thing and my prayers go out to them. Um, actually their uh, their cousin Mark and Tracy they're in our fantasy football league from her, from the couch League. so our prayers are to you guys down there and uh, you're in our hearts and we love you so
3: hey hey real quick. Can you, can you pray for me too, please? Because sure. uh, my lights have been flickering a lot and uh, out of nowhere, like randomly, I'll be in the hallway. They'll be fine for a day. All of a sudden the stuff flickering. And now all of a sudden this big old bin full of stuff just fell completely off my desk and I haven't moved. So uh,
0: okay, well, just pray for me. Sure, all right, no problem. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> idiot but all right so let's uh let's start talking about real stuff instead of dj's fantasy up there let's talk fantasy football um so you know let's let's start with the drew Brees injury um kind of significant uh, uh broke ribs on both sides a uh, collapsed lung and now we're going to get to see what Jameis winston can do in new orleans um so you know what I'm gonna start with you Katie I'll, I'll ask you your opinion first um, what what do you think this means to New Orleans well they do, do you think uh, they could be better served or do you think it's going to be about the same or what
1: um it, it could be a blessing in disguise for them the reason being is because um, you know I' don't, I don't say they were, I won't say they were looking for an excuse for you know the the ups and downs of drew Briggs are playing um, but this does sort of give him some rest on his arm. Um, yeah, sucks that he had to come at the uh, the expense of an injury. Um, also, this would probably prime them to go deeper in the playoffs uh, when it comes down to. It. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, they have Jameis Winston, who who's who can throw the ball. You know, um, I don't want people to, you know to think, hey, okay, you know, they're gonna go on a five game losing streak because they got Jameis Winston at the helm. Um, yeah, he can sling it around the yard, so. Uh, I, I just think it, it's a significant injury, but not too significant to where they didn't talk about, you know, not being in a playoff now so.
0: Mm-hmm. Alex, what, what do you, what do you feel.
2: it's an upgrade and a downgrade at the same time, so I think it's all going to kind of level out just for where they are right now because. I feel like Drew Brees holds back the offense to a certain extent. He doesn't really make a lot of mistakes though. You know, so that's where Jameis Winston is, you know, he's going to make mistakes more than Drew Brees did. That's for sure. But I just feel like they Brees cannot be uncorked like he used to be, you know I mean? He used to be able to, I mean, we love seeing those 50, 60 yard bombs, you know, or whatever it was like downfield and, He's not that type of player. He's an intermediate guy, you know, at best. And Michael Thomas eats there, you know, in the mid-range. But I just feel like a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, he's probably – I think he's going to boom with Jameis Winston, like having a deep threat, you know, like that. And the threat of the deep ball just means they're not going to be able to stack the box as much as they do as well against the run.
3: Sure.
0: DJ, your your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be – I mean, for me, hopefully – Jameis Winston force feeds Michael Thomas, but you know that hopefully, but I think this is good for Emmanuel Sanders too, because Jameis Winston throws the ball a lot and he's not afraid to throw it downfield. So, I mean, he could benefit from that as well. I think it will be, I think he's going to be better this year in that system than he was last year. So I'm, I think he's going to do all right.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a good thing that, like you said, you know, Jameis Winston is definitely not afraid to throw the ball. He's not afraid to force the ball. He's not afraid to throw it into quadruple coverage. He did that a lot. But again, it's a high risk, high reward thing. So, um, you know, for, for the amount of completions, the amount of touchdowns you get, you know, you could be looking at the same amount of, imt returns you know so you know it's kind of a pick your poison thing the only person that i think might suffer just a little bit with this is going to be elvin kamara see that's it
3: i was just going to ask you i was just going to ask you
0: my my opinion is is even in tampa and and again elvin kamara is not in the same league okay he's in a much higher league than ronald jones was or so on and so forth um and and i but i do think that um Jameis Winston will tend to look down the field more often than try to dump it off. Even though, even though that's the Saints offense, I think you're going to see a lot of Taysom Hill involved in this too, which might make a, bring a little spike up to his fantasy value, whatever that's going to be an extra three to five points a week or so. Um, But again, I, I just think that Kamara is the guy out of all of this with the injury to Breeze, That is going to probably I would say suffer and it's not going to be a big it's not going to be a big drop off, but I I do think that he is going to be the one that suffers a
3: little. Well, the thing about that is with Kamara being such a big part of that offense is a lot of their offense has plays designed around him so getting him the ball. I mean, I don't I don't see it'll drop too much but a lot of the plays are designed for Kamara. So you see Drew Brees looking downfield and then he hits Kamara in the flat. That's designed. You know what I mean? So I think he'll be all right. Hopefully they run it more with Kamara, but we'll see.
2: He's not going to get those random checkdowns, you know, that Drew Brees may have checked down. I mean, so I think he's going to lose some work in the past, uh, you know, just a little bit, but like you said, um, DJ, it's just one of those things to where there's so many designed you know screens and i mean just all that kind of stuff for him that i don't think that's gonna stop i really think jared cook is the guy who takes the biggest hit because winston in tampa i mean i i know he he got some tight ends involved but that that wasn't that was his least favorite position you know to throw to he was always looking to go deep and always looking for wide receivers and tight ends are like fourth in his I, but I've Cam,
0: the, Oxy, Cam the, only time, the only time that the tight end was important to Jameis Winston was in the red zone, and Cameron Brate was a big red zone target. So if, if you're if you're in a touchdown um, dependent league, uh, a guy like Jared Cook will be, uh, I, I think he'll be okay. Um, if you're in a PPR league in the tight end. Um, Jared Cook is going to be the suffering tight end. If, if, but if you're in a touchdown-dependent league, I think
2: Jared Cook might be okay. Hey, all, going... all tight ends suck. So if you <laughs> uh, that Jared Cook has a good shot at a touchdown every week, I mean, that's a, that's a top tight end on a week-to-week basis.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, hey, real quick, going back to the Kamara thing, just a thought popped in my head. So the only way I see Kamara really – he might actually – benefit more so is because Jameis winston's fighting for a starting job in that system when drew Brees retires which could be next year right so i could see him trying to limit mistakes and checking down to kamara more to do so you know instead of throwing 30 picks oh look he's not open i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take that risk i'm gonna play it safe and check it down so you might see a different approach for Jameis winston because his old approach wasn't very successful so
2: how much do you think Jameis Winston's been learning from Drew Brees? That's a good question, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, he, I, I think he's been learning a lot because you see him up off the bench, actively involved on scoring plays, interceptions. Now, uh, it, it's just because you've been looking at it doesn't mean you can actually go out there and do it. That's the other thing. So so I don't know if he's going to have flashbacks of his uh, ESPN 30 for 30 or, or what. So.
3: Are you kidding me? Look at Jared Stidham. That guy's a future Hall of Famer, man. He's behind Brady. So, kidding. I'm kidding. That's t- he was awful. He's awful.
1: I was about to say, is he driving trucks right now? <laughs> yeah, he's terrible.
0: I Jared Stidham's awful because they, Bill Belichick thought he was a genius and brought in Cam Newton. No, oh, wait, he was a genius because he beat the Rams. Red- I'm just kidding. we don't need to talk we'll talk about that on sunday i'll leave that conversation for you and jeff i you, you and jeff should just do an hour show on cam newton and, and and lamar jackson but we'll save that for another day because terrible this is fantasy talk this ain't real talk um oh and one, one other one other injury of note in that game I, I think it was that game or it could have been before but traquan smith i believe went out in that game and now he's on the ir so so again, that, that's another injury. Even though it's not, it, it's a significant injury to their wide receiver core. Now that uh, Winston's going to be in there and he's going to have less weapons to use, so um, maybe maybe the Kamara argument becomes a moot point. But but we'll see. Um, so so again, well, those are things that are uh, are are fluid, and we'll see. And uh, Connor McGrath jumps on here. Hey, Connor, what's up? Um, he said Winston also had no running back to hand it off to in Tampa. And, you know, I, I just want to say one thing. I, I will say to an extent I believe that, but my problem is is I, I'm looking at what Ronald Jones is doing this year, and I don't think that Ronald Jones is no not no running back. Um, their Brandon offensive is, line.
3: Uh, He's always –
0: he was always hurt. Yeah, that, that so he's finally healthy, which is a good well, thing.
3: Well, that when you got a guy like Brady, as we've seen, that no matter who you are as a running back in that system with Brady as the quarterback, every running back was successful, every single one. Why? Because you can't stack the box against Brady because he'll pick you apart. So it opens up so many holes, not to mention that offensive line looks night and day better than it did last year. I mean – so that took a, that's played a lot into it as well. Plus, I, I don't know. I mean, Jameis Winston was not really last year, anyways. Good quarterback, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: and Henry Zimmerman over here says, "What up? What up?" So, hey, Mister. What's Zimmerman. up, um, hey Henry? That that's one that's one of my homies. He's
2: one of my uh, my big subscribers on Patreon. What up, Henry?
0: There you go. So, man. Tuning in, Henry. Any questions you guys got? Anybody out there? Hit the like button, share button, do whatever. Any questions you got for fantasy football? Throw them up on our comment board, and we'll get Alex to be happy to answer them for you. Um, My brother Jeff told tells me anything I say do the opposite, so I'm not going to say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. He was, and we'll we'll move on to the next topic. But poor guy, he was so upset. He was in 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 Cerning's league, and he had he was playing somebody who had um, the the Bears defense, and and the Bears defense cost him. And, you know, it, it, he was so mad. He's like, I ain't never listening to you, you stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, like defenses can't score 29 points. I'm like, well, just because they had a kick return, you know, I, I can't help it if we're going to watch you call, it don't know how to tackle. It's not my problem. So, anyway, be that as it may. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about the other. It's a, it, there's two injuries on this team. Um, one is minor, one is still pretty significant, and that's the Carolina Panthers. And um, uh, I, I want to talk about the, the Christian McCaffrey um, still not coming back from his shoulder injury. He's already been ruled out in today's Wednesday, so, you know, we won't have him. Mike Davis will get the start again, who hasn't really been that productive the last couple of weeks. He's tailed off in his production but also some, uh, another injury to watch is Teddy Bridgewater. He, uh, he he sprained his MCL on his other leg, not the one that he screwed up the two years ago. Um, So it's, they say it's a mild sprain. They're going to be watching it. So again, if, if that is significant enough to keep him out, I mean, you're looking at PJ Walker being the quarterback this week. And I'll tell you what, I like PJ Walker and, and, I know the XFL is an entirely different animal than the NFL, so let's not you know have delusions of grandeur myself, which I don't. But you know, watching him play in the XFL and the way he threw the ball around there, you know, he has the arm. He ha- he has the accuracy, um, and so I'm just wondering if if a guy and I'll go to you, Alex, if Bridgewater can't play and McCaffrey's out. What what does that do to Carolina? Where, where where do you see them, and and how do you think that affects their team fantasy wise going forward this week? I
2: mean, I, I would love to see just one game of PJ Walker and see what he can actually do. They got a uh, who the heck are they? Uh, who are they playing this week? They are playing, the Lions. and so the Lions the This is going to be a great game, you know, no matter what I think for the offense, whether it's PJ Walker or Teddy Bridgewater, the Lions have just been so bad that I have confidence in almost any running back being able to get the run going versus them. So I think it's a big lean on Mike Davis game, you know, no matter what in the run and in the short intermediate pass. But I think that if it's PJ Walker, I mean, we have to assume that the wide receivers are going to, take a little bit of a downtick, but these guys, I don't know. I mean, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson's not like they've been world beaters necessarily over the last few weeks. They're kind of just wide receiver two fringe flex guys, you know, depending on how deep of a league you're in.
0: Sure. KV, what any, any thoughts on that or.
1: Um, I, I actually, I actually like it. If, uh, I would like it if PJ Walker got a shot, um, Part of the reason why I don't think the stage would be too big for him, I just I just think the wide receivers will be a good compliment to him. The the question I have would be what he's going to get from the running back position, because he's gonna he's gonna need that to kind of take the pressure off of him.
0: Sure, DJ, any thoughts on?
3: Um, well, yeah, I don't don't quote me on this, but I think PJ Walker, he he played with Indianapolis right a few years ago. He was the backup to. Yeah. I mean, he showed, he showed some flashes. huh? He
0: was the third quarterback in Indianapolis.
3: Yeah. I mean, he showed some flashes when he was on the field, but I, I don't know. I feel like with, if he becomes a quarterback, they're going to be using a lot of sweeps and stuff like that to get DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson involved, a lot of slant routes for Robbie Anderson, et cetera. But yeah, I'm, 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 I think it takes a big hit, honestly. And I'm, Another thing, I'm really confused about Christian McCaffrey because they said it was a shoulder injury, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, but during that game, if you watch Christian McCaffrey on the sideline, he was holding his ribs the whole time. He got landed on and he was – no, I, I, I watched – he was holding his, his rib cage like this and he was like ah, – and they were messing with his ribs. They weren't messing with his shoulder. So I'm really confused as to what the hell happened.
0: Well, I, I don't know, but when I was watching the game, he was standing on the sideline and he had his arm up against the side, and they were holding his wrist still because it goes up into your shoulder. So, again, uh, it, but it, it is shoulder. And again, my my thought, I, I think who ta- I, I think who really is going to benefit from this from a fantasy standpoint is going to be Curtis Samuel. I think you're going to see a lot more of him in the run game, and you're going to see him in a lot more of the sweep game. The 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 jet passes out of the backfield, the short the short game to open up, to open up that longer passing game, get PJ Walker acclimated into the flow of the game and the rhythm of the game if he plays. And if that happens, um, yeah, I, I think Curtis Samuel should be a must start against the Detroit lions. If, if I'm looking that way as a wide receiver, who I would start, if that's what you had to do, especially with some of the teams on by this week,
3: and look for also P.J. Walker is a good running quarterback as well, so they might do a lot of you know uh, RPOs stuff like that. So,
0: so um, yeah, Mike Davis might be one of those fringe guys you might want to look at. You know, do I start him? Do I? I mean, you might you might have to start him just because of the bye week situation that happens this week. But if you have another option, I might I might consider keeping Mike Davis on the bench just because he really hasn't done anything the last three weeks. I think his last week he had, what, 35 yards rushing, Alex, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Just like
2: Jeff said, though, just always do the opposite of uh, what you say because, yeah, I think Davis, I mean, you have to play in a shallow league for me to say bench Davis this week. So you got to be pretty stacked at running back. A lot of the questions that I saw today on my live stream, I, I was throwing Mike Davis in there.
0: Okay. Well, then do what Alex says.
3: Don't listen to me. Mainly because it's not even about Mike Davis. It's mainly because Detroit's defense is so bad.
0: <laughs> I, I understand that. And uh, uh, Timo, Timo uh, DeLeon says, hey, what's up, and why are we not talking about the Raiders? So I will give the Raiders a shout out that they are exceeding my expectation this year. Um, again, I haven't I don't think they've really beaten anybody worth a, a lick, but uh, nah, no, nah, they did beat the Kansas City Chiefs, so <laughs> I, won't give it, I will give it up to the right. I'm just picking, I'm just messing with Timo anyway. Um, you know, he, he likes to throw those jabs in. Also, uh, Zachary Eschenbaugh, I believe I said that right. If I didn't, I do apologize, but I, I believe it's Eschenbaugh. Um, he says, Let's talk about how great the Steelers are um yeah they they are nine and oh they are the they they are the undefeated team in the nfl the only undefeated team they're playing incredible football um on in all three phases offense defense and special teams so hats off to them i'm not going to take anything away i love mike tomlin as a coach i always have so um
3: you know set of the week
2: that's my that's my homie zach what up bro Mm -hmm. yeah he's a huge steelers
0: fan
3: Upset of the week. The Jags are beating the Steelers. Upset of the week.
0: And uh, Henry, uh, um, uh, Alex, wanted to, uh, an Austin Eckler update. Do we have anything on Austin Eckler? I think he's
2: getting close. I mean, he literally put out a tweet that said, fantasy owners, get ready. I'm coming back soon. And, I mean, he he's having fun with it. I like it. I like that he's putting himself out there like that. But uh, they, they showed him running and – I mean really it's all going to be about him running like how good is he going to be able to run out there and he looks solid in that little video so I think it might be the time to acquire him on the cheap if you can I wouldn't be looking to sell him cheap right now though because if you stuck out you know however many weeks he's been out it's not the time to just sell him cheap now you should have did that weeks and weeks ago so if you
0: still have him you hold him and uh just or, like, or if you still have them you you sell them for primo i mean you're you get something back because first of all you stuck and held on to him and now if you're in leagues where you the trade deadline hasn't passed which most of them have but espn for some reason like lets you trade up until the week before the playoffs which i don't understand um yeah so um, I, when I looked at our league, I, I was like, trade deadline, November 25th. I'm like, that's like going into week 12. There's 13 weeks in the season. That's crazy. But uh, anyway, so if, if, you, if you held him this long and somebody wants them and they're making a playoff run and you have a dynasty league or something, you get primo return for him. So, because I think he's going to be that good coming back. And I actually think if he would have been in the lineup, I I think that uh, the Chargers probably would have won two of the games that they lost if they would have had him in that lineup. So, you know, I I think that Raiders game might've gone the other way had Austin Eckler been healthy, Um, but we'll, we'll see about that. Um, So um, is there, is there any other fantasy injuries, anything that happened last week that that would be affecting any of the games this week going forward? Um, uh, I know is on by this week so there's no Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs those two big guys are out this week um I don't know who else is on week 11 by um, but I, mean, I know those are those are two of the top fantasy guys that are out Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are pretty pretty large in fantasy so
1: the the bears giants and 49ers uh, all on uh, vacation this week. Oh, bye, I'm sorry. Okay. So, Allen
0: Robinson, so. Um, no, nothing too significant. Allen Robinson, Allen oh. Robinson's a big loss because even though the Bears' offense is a little anemic from Nick, back
3: Nick back, Foles.
0: Allen Robinson gets his ball, so.
3: Yeah, Nick Foles, that was it. That was, now you got to go back to Trubisky, so. We'll no, see, I, I mean. But-
2: Trubisky's been hurt. So, I mean, they, they're, I saw something earlier. They're bringing in Deshaun Kaiser for a tryout. Oh, boy. That's, like,
0: that's fantastic. They're, they're bringing in Cleveland's first-round draft picks from 1999 through 2017. <laughs> I think Johnny Manziel got a call, but his girlfriend wouldn't let him come out to play. Oh, this is,
1: this is, this is, that's going to be great. He's just going to live out his childhood dream of being able to play for the Bears coming from Notre Dame. So he's not going to do much of anything.
0: That's awesome. That's, that's so funny. All right. Well, I guess then if we don't have any more like that, you know what? We're, we're moving right along. This is great. Alex is happy. Everybody's happy. So we're going to go into our famous start and sit them. So, uh, um, like I said, you guys have any questions out there that are watching about your fantasy teams? Any Anything you might uh, have a tough time deciding, throw them up here, and I'll get Alex to answer them for you. He is the guru, the man, the myth, and the legend. But anyway, um, we're going to do, we're going to start with the quarterback sits or starts this week. And we're going to start that with, uh, I believe, KD. I said KD is going to be our starting quarterback. Uh, did I say you were the starting quarterback this week? This, this, see, look at that. My sitting and KD was the sitting. See, exactly. Don't listen to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, do the opposite, right? Okay. Yeah, do the opposite. So a couple uh, starting quarterbacks for me. Um, there's been a lot of people asking, should I start like Herbert or should I start Rodgers? You know, Herbert and Lamar, like crazy things like that. I, I think it's really hard to sit Herbert this week, no matter who you have. I also think middle of the road type guys, Baker Mayfield. He's someone that I think, assuming the wind, you know, isn't crazy in Cleveland, I think versus the Eagles, that's going to be a good start for kind of a mid-level guy. Um, Tua, that's someone who I'm pretty high on versus the Broncos. I think he can easily finish as a uh, as a QB one this week. Broncos are just uh, pretty good against defending the run. So and then Kirk Cousins, that's another guy. If you're deep dive in or you got a buy, I think this is a week to start him versus the Cowboys. Very good.
0: I, I don't I don't have anybody that I would add to that
2: one. Winston. Oh yeah. Winston for sure. I'm starting him in I think one or two super flex leagues because of buys and Atlanta. I mean that Drew Locke even had the game of his career versus Atlanta a
0: couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, very
0: good, very good. All right,
1: KD, who are your six? Um, I don't like uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff's matchup um, against Tampa Bay on Monday night. Um, part, of the, part of the reason is because uh, if Tampa Bay is going to be anywhere like the defensive uh, uh, team they used to be or they have been in weeks to come, uh, I think they really get after Golf and they're frustrated. And I just don't see him not having, having a great game. Um, the other sit um, I got is uh, it's going to be Derek Carr uh, for the the Raiders, actually. Um, reason being, I think he's just going to try and do too much and, and compete with uh, Patrick Mahomes. And they got revenge on their mind. So I think he's going to be a little bit out of character uh, this week. Um, so those are those are the two sits that I, I have right off. Uh, a lot of good games this week, but those are the two glaring
3: uh, sits that I have. Mine, I got one too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Ryan Tannehill this week because with the Steelers being so hot, Baltimore needs to catch them. And that loss to the Patriots, I don't, I don't know. I, I think the ball, I think Baltimore is gonna play lights. Why are you making that face? No, I'm not no. You, yeah, you got. What, what were you gonna say?
0: No, no, no. I, no I, no, I got confused about what you said. That's
3: always my fault. I'm not making yeah, a so, so, no, I think that Baltimore has to play uh play lights out from this point forward, and I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think you're going to see Baltimore the old, and they're going to be just eating teams alive going forward.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Crazy playoff race down the stretch. There's a lot of six and three teams right now.
3: Mm-hmm. And um, they got an easy schedule, a back half.
0: Yeah, I – um, just a quick thing here, Alex uh, or Timo, uh, Timo asked uh, Alex Smith. And and I, I just want to say I picked up Alex Smith in one of my leagues because Josh Allen was on bye, and they're playing Cincinnati. And and even though Cincinnati gives up a lot of points to quarterbacks, he, I mean, those games are shootouts. I, I don't look at Cincinnati's defense as shut down. And Alex Smith is a guy who. Um, you know, he's got a high completion percentage, very accurate, very, you know, he, he puts the ball where he needs to be. Um, so, I mean, I don't expect a 400 yard passing game, but if you need Alex Smith to get you through this week based on a buy, it's not a bad option to have. I, that's what I would say, Alex, I'll ask you though.
2: There's way worse options than you can have. And the, the big thing that I like about Washington is how much they throw to the running backs. I mean, we like those cast pass catching running backs, and literally Gibson and McKissick, like they're McKissick. He's gotten like 28 targets over the last two weeks. Like, I mean, they're, they're getting the ball, you know, out of his hands fast, limiting the mistakes and they just keep moving the chains. And so, yeah, he's not like, I don't think he's like a, a stardom in a one QB league unless you're really hurting, you know, or you have a buy, but super flex QB like, yeah, he's someone you've got to get in your lineup.
0: Right. And I, you know what, because we're doing our fantasy show and Alex, you're the, you're, you're, you're the guru about this. I'm going to call out, I'm going to call out the national publication CBS sports, because right here they have to sit Tom Brady against the Los Angeles Rams. And I don't sit Tom Brady against the Los Angeles Rams. There's too many wide receivers on that team that Jalen Ramsey can't cover them all. So that is CBS Sports, you don't know what you're talking about. You should start watching this show. So I'm just saying. But yep. listen to Alex,
2: not me. No, I agree. I mean, we're going to agree on that because I'm not going to play Brady over, you know, Herbert or you know, someone like that, or over Mahomes or over Kyler Murray. But he's got a he's got a good shot of being a top ten quarterback every single week with those uh, options, you know. And yeah, Jalen. You can only cover one guy on each play. Exactly,
0: exactly. So, all right, well, if that's our quarterbacks, is that all the quarterbacks we have? Anybody else out there that might be a sneaky play or sneaky or a guy that's just, uh, you know, I think Drew Locke is another guy that if you have another option, you sit him. Um, I I just, I, I don't like the matchup uh so if if drew Locke is a guy that you have and you have different options one of those that we had mentioned um you know i I would say put him on your
2: bench this week i Um, do like Derek carr and the reason why is if the raiders defense is in shambles like that they're just going to go up early and they're just going to have to keep throwing it i mean they may have three quarters of garbage time
0: exactly you're exactly right But it, it's gonna it's gonna be that way. I, I think it's just gonna be a last score wins. It's just gonna be a shootout. And so, you know, I mean I'm not all, I'm not a big Derek Carr fan, but when when your defense is that bad, it, it's kind of like you know, if you have Joe Burrow on your roster, you start him because their defense is so bad that Joe Burrow's throwing four fifty He's averaging what, forty-eight passes a game? How can you sit that guy on the bench as a fantasy quarterback? You don't yeah. worry whether Cincinnati's winning. I don't care if they lose forty-one to thirty-eight. This guy's throwing forty to fifty balls a game. He's a fantasy dream. Yeah. Help the team win. So,
3: Derek, Derek, yeah, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be Kansas City shooting out on Oakland or the Las Vegas, and they're they're going to score no more than ten points in that game. Guaranteed, they're gonna get just absolutely pooped on.
0: Wait, did you just say guaranteed? Guaranteed. Okay. Well, what?
3: Guaranteed. Mm. Score more than that.
2: What? Uh, what are you gonna do as a uh, public shaming?
3: <laughs> see this? I will put topical gel on my eyelids.
0: <laughs>
3: I just want to, I'll do the whole show like this.
0: Hey. I just want to know why he has that gel by his computer.
2: For
3: <laughs> <laughs> my back, but I'm not.
2: Uh, go do that one chip challenge. What about that? What about you go get uh, one of those crazy hot chips and do something like that? If they uh, if they score more than ten points,
0: you gotta you gotta eat a ghost pepper on the show. Ghost pepper. Yep. You gotta go buy a ghost pepper and chew it. All right. Well, I think I'll think about it. That's (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see this crap coming out of your face.
3: No, you're not going to see that. You're going to see me in the hospital bed like that. All
0: righty. So, all right, D, um, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, throw at us the starting running backs this week? All right. Um,
3: my first one, I'm going to go with Deandre Swift. Um, I mean, he got his first start last week and he absolutely killed it. He took advantage of every opportunity. And I, I don't see Matt Patricia, you know, f- falling back on that. And if he does, then he deserves to be fired because DeAndre Swift is the best running back they have. Um, a, a stream option for me, I'm going to go with Chase Edmonds against Seattle. I know Kenyon Drake had a good, uh, good week last week against Buffalo. But that's going to be a high-scoring game, a lot of, you know, passing. So I feel like Chase Edmonds will be utilized a lot in those, you know, little dump-offs and whatnot. So, and Kenya Drake's a little banged up still. Um, And then I'm going to go James Conner. I know he's been kind of, you know, the last two weeks, I believe he's been, you know, not as good as he was previously. He's fallen off a little bit. But I think this is a get-right game for Conner. And I could see Connor going, you know, over 100 with at least two touchdowns. So,
0: yeah. Um, I just want to say good night to Timo. Thanks for tuning in, brother.
3: Say good night, man.
0: At, um, so we appreciate you um, tuning in again. Uh, we're actually just so just so you guys are all tracking before we go too much further. Our fantasy show is switching to um, 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Um, as of next as of next week, we won't be on on Wednesday nights. We'll be on Saturday mornings at 11. So, sorry, I I, I should have said that in the beginning instead of in the middle of the show because I forget. It must have been 37 minutes in, you know. That's a really good time to say it. So, I'll say it later on, too. <laughs> they don't call me the best play-by-play man for nothing.
3: Yeah. But. I mean, one, one more I'm going to throw out there unless – you guys have an but I'm gonna um I'm gonna go with Zeke. I know he's a guaranteed option pretty much every week in the past, but he's been struggling a lot lately. Um, but with Andy Dalton, I believe returning this week and against um, Minnesota, I believe they play. Correct? Yep. Okay, so against Minnesota, I I think he's gonna have a good game this week. I think this is a you know stop stop the critics and stop the haters. Basically, let me just run the ball down your throat. So.
2: I got two I got two to add on to that list Kalen Balage, he's been a good flex play you know and going up against the Jets I'm the only thing that I worry about is does Herbert just do to the Jets what Mahomes did you know and just throw five touchdowns and not leave any for him but the Chargers are giving him the ball on fourth and short like multiple times so they had a lot of confidence in him and uh, Clyde edwards elaire I know that he's fringe, you know, benchable now, but I think versus the Raiders and all the news, you know, about the injuries with them, I just feel like he's a decent
0: uh,
1: decent play this week.
0: Sure. No, I agree. Um, the one guy, do you have any, KD, that
1: um... – Yes, sir, I do. Um, I have the key to make Miami's success. Uh, Is it's, uh, it's been uh, Salvan Ahmed, the running back. Um, he's slowly but surely working himself – uh, and possibly keeping keeping that starting role, even if Gaskin was to come back later in the in the year, uh, he's he's been consistent every week that he's been out there. Uh, so I think they're falling in love with him. And uh, you know the defenses are not ready for it when it comes down to the plan against Miami. Um, the other guy I got is a uh, you know people gave him crap for his slow start, uh, Miles Sanders on, on Philadelphia. Uh, he has a good matchup this week uh, going against the Browns. they were particularly banged up, um, so I don't see uh, them uh, ready to stop him uh, this week. Um, especially since they're trying to get back into the uh, the lead of the NFC East. So, oh man,
0: the last, the last one I got, the last one that I got is you can you can send Jonathan Taylor to the bench. Naeem Hines is the man going forward. Jonathan Taylor gets four carries a game and then Tom Rathman decides that, hey, this guy, he ran four times for 28 yards. Let's put him on the bench. So, yeah, Naeem Hines going forward. He's the option out of the backfield. Um, Plus, um, he seems to have a better jump than Jonathan Taylor off the line of scrimmage. I think they like that in uh, Indianapolis. They like his burst through the line. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor has to learn a little bit more. I mean, he's and he puts the ball on the carpet a little bit too much, I think, for uh, Frank Reich's liking. So, yeah, if, if you have Naeem Hines as a – if you had Jonathan Taylor and Naim Hines as a handcuff, which I did, I'm starting Naeem Hines this week, and Jonathan Taylor is going to be sitting on the bench.
3: Hey, can we real quick talk about how good Nick Chubb looked last week? He had his first game back. That dude is a freaking monster, bro. He is a monster. He looked great. He looked like he didn't even miss a game. He looks like his knee didn't even, Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my God. I was a freak.
2: I wish he wasn't a franchise guy because I'll put a middle finger up to the Browns and I'll say that touchdown was more important to all his fantasy owners.
1: (laughs) Bro, I missed that. I I didn't even see what happened. I don't don't care what's going on. I'm scoring that touchdown.
0: Hey, (laughs) wait, real quick. I didn't even get to see what happened. He broke the long run and stepped out of bounds on the one yard line. For what? Because they didn't want to run up the score. They ran out on the clock.
3: I'm cutting him. He's cut. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, I don't even I, I think what was that like a 60 yard run or something? It was something. It was it was a big one. And yeah, just went out on the two yard line. Mm-hmm. Uh, just run out the
0: clock. And and you know, you know what? And and this is the thing that for me is like Cleveland, you, you've just been good this year. Don't don't do that score points because you can fumble the kneel down and have it returned on you. So if you got a chance to score points, you're not that good score points. Uh, so again, whatever, you know, not only did he screw over fantasy owners, but he screwed over a lot of betters in Vegas. And I bet you a lot of them probably trying to find out where he lives. <laughs> so, so yeah,
3: right, and, uh, we got, we got to talk about who's got the wide receivers.
0: Oh, uh, we got to do my sit dummy.
3: I know that, but we're, uh,
0: yeah, I know. So let me get my situms. And stop talking about your Nick Chubb. Okay. So my sit are, um, the first one I'm sitting is, uh, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon against the Miami dolphins, you know, Miami dolphins defense may be a believer. You know, I, I I, I, need to, I need to issue an apology to Brian Flores I, and the Miami Dolphins organization. Not, not, not necessarily because I think two is the answer in this, but um, I, I was very uh, um, weary of their plan and how they were going about it. And, you know, Brian Flores in the front office built that defense. Um, and they're getting better as they go along. They picked up the right free agents, drafted the right players and as the season's gone on, that defense just gotten stronger, and Melvin Gordon is just, um, he hasn't really gotten off to any kind of start in Denver. He hasn't, I think he's had one decent game. Um, So yeah, if you have Melvin Gordon, sit him. Another guy I'm sitting is uh, Todd Gurley against the New Orleans Saints. Um, I I do believe that um, the Saints run defense, Cam Jordan and them are really good, Um, and I believe that this game is going to turn into a a shootout, and I, I don't think Todd Gurley is going to be on the, the guy with the ball, the ball in his hands. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be an air show. I think you're going to see Julio Jones and is Calvin Ridley healthy now? Did he come back? Is he back? He's he's,
3: he's practicing, yeah.
0: Okay, so if he's healthy, and then you you also have Zacchaeus, who's out there. So um, I think it's going to be a. I think uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, um, what you call it, Hunter Hurst or Hayden Hurst. Hunter Hurst, I was going to say Triple H. going to see a lot of Triple H out there and Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) An idiot. So, yeah, no, but seriously, a a lot of Hayden Hurst. So, yeah, if you got Todd Gurley, I mean, uh, I wouldn't necessarily, like you said, Alex, because you got 12 teams, I, I still think he's probably one of the 24, top 24 running backs. But if you have another option, You know, like like you say, you look at where they are based on the 24 or 12 team. But, you know, if you have somebody else who has a more favorable matchup, but again, I don't think you're going to be putting Todd Gurley out of bench, but if you have that option, don't, don't play him. Don't expect, don't expect a lot of fantasy points on Todd Gurley. I'll say that about not sit him, but don't expect to have those fantasy points. Lower the expectations. There you go. Exactly. There you go. See, That's it. That's it. I'll just say lower the expectations. I can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is there? Is there any other running backs you guys have that um, you see as potential sits? Uh,
2: I mean, James Robinson kind of throwing him in the mix. I mean, super hard to sit him. You got to have a really stacked uh, group of running backs, but versus the Steelers, I mean, they've just been, I think they've shut out pretty much every running back other than Miles Sanders and JK Dobbins. And JK Dobbins came out of nowhere with that one.
3: Upset of the week, man. Jake Lutton's got a freaking watch.
0: Uh, yeah. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to our buddy George McCabe. hasn't been on in quite some time. Hey, George, what's happening, brother? Nice to see you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you have what's any there, teams and have any questions, ask them. Uh, so, all right, we're done with running backs? All right, well, then, hey, KD, you are the wide receiver man. You are our starting wide receiver uh, guru. So, so throw him at us.
1: All right, so the first one uh, is due time. I know I said, uh, you know, he's with disappointment last week, but uh, if, if it's ever going to be a week for him to get out of the fantasy football doghouse is this week, uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, you know, with Odell being out <laughs> – uh, I know that Chubb got the running game going last week, uh, but this week he has to try and get in, get involved in the passing game and get his targets early. Uh, so that way, uh, you know, if they do get the running game going, he already have his targets and his kind of his garbage time. Um, the other guy is uh, um, K.J. Hamler. Uh, K.J. Hamler has been sneaky uh, uh, good when it comes down to Denver's offense. The only difference is D- Denver's offense has a kind of Jekyll and Hyde type of approach to it some days they're good some days they're not good um so if they end up good uh kj Hamler can get a role in the run game to help out if level gordon and and the rest of the running backs don't want to get their stuff together uh he's been sneaking in some running attempts so i I think he'll be a good play for our ppr league in our fantasy okay
0: um any, can you guys think of any other uh, wide receivers you might start this week?
1: Yeah,
3: um, Alvin Kamara. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but uh, Michael, I'm going to say Michael Thomas because I, I think Michael Thomas is pissed off, honestly. He's come back, and he's had two very, very unproductive weeks. So I think the main focal point of this, you know, week of practice and whatnot, I think Jameis Winston's going to try to feed Michael Thomas at all costs. So – I'm expecting Michael Thomas to have at least 11 plus targets and, you know, hopefully about eight or nine catches.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what
2: I'm saying? Sure. Um, <laughs> Alex, do you have anybody? Yeah, I got a couple. So Mike Williams, even after the stinker last week, but going up against the Jets going to be nice for them. Emmanuel Sanders, I'm going to mix him in there too. Just Atlanta's that bad. And I think uh, Winston's going to hit him for at least one deep one. And, Jacoby Myers, someone who's getting into like must-start territory, just way too much volume and way too big of a piece of that offense. And who was the last person that I had? Oh, and DJ Chark. So I just think it's going to be, I I said three quarters of garbage time for that other game. And I I think it's going to be three and a half quarters of garbage time in this game. I think Jacksonville will do things in the end to make it close and maybe upset like DJ says, but I think Steelers are going to get off to a quick like 14-0 start, like somewhere halfway in the first quarter, and Lutton's just going to have to keep throwing it, and keep throwing it, and keep throwing it.
3: Yep. And another good option would be Keelan Cole, in that Keelan Cole had, what, five receptions, two touchdowns, four or five receptions with two touchdowns, so Lutton, you know, he's dependable and he knows that he you know he can depend on Keelan Cole and trust him so I I could see that happening because they might put Minka Fitzpatrick over top on Chark to give him extra help because that boy is good you know so
0: yeah I got I got two and one's going to be a shout out to Katie and his and his hometown Ravens okay I'm going to say that Hollywood Brown is going to have a decent game I, I think they really I think with the Ravens playing their, those, their last two games have been, one is, one is a loss and one was a close victory. And I really think that they have to figure out a way to get the passing game on track. And I think against Tennessee, I think they're going to be forced to have to do that if they are going to be in contention in this game. So I, I think Hollywood Brown is going to be poised to have his best game of the season. So that is my prediction. And the other start is going to be uh, Chris Godwin in Tampa. Um, And I say that because whichever outside receiver Jalen Ramsey covers is going to be taken out of the game. And with Aaron Donald providing the pass rush against Tom Brady, the passes are going to be coming out quick. And and, and so you're going to finally see Chris Godwin be the um, Julian Edelman of the Tampa Bay offense. And I think Chris Godwin's going to have an 11 or 12 catch game this week against the Rams. So get him in your lineup.
3: You forgot to mention the elite receiver in Baltimore, Willie Sneed. No, I'm just kidding. He's a,
0: he's, he's a leading receiver, I think. And that's pretty sad.
3: I know they didn't give him any weapons. Lamar, that's terrible. Besides Brown, but, and but
0: the thing about Willie Sneed is he's just very dependable. He's just consistent. Um, Brown,
2: so- I'm not confident in Brown at all. I wouldn't. I, I think I dropped him in a ten-man league just because of uh, how bad he's been. I, I think it's going to be Snead over Brown this week. I'm not saying Brown can't have a good game. He could. I just think Snead's going to get more volume.
3: Yeah, Brown. So he, he could have. He'll have seven bad games and then one blow-up game, and then two bad games and another blow-up game. He's just too inconsistent for fantasy. Sure, we'll see, but we'll see. I, I'm just.
0: I'm, I'm holding out no, hope no, no. as this game. I got you. But, no, I mean, he's not a, a must-start every week, but I think if he's going to – I think this game might be that game where he picks his spot that if you still have him on your roster and, you know, if you have him and, and Stefan Diggs is on by and you don't have another option to throw in there, I don't think he's going to hurt you, okay? I
3: agree.
0: He would help you this week. Um, now, um, I'm going to – the, the only sit that I really have that I can think of offhand is any receiver who's going up against Jalen Ramsey. So whichever, if it's going to be Mike Evans, then sit Mike Evans. If it's going to be Antonio Brown, sit Antonio Brown. Um, so um, in, in, in that instance, I, w- I would, do that. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. There There's a lot of good offensive matchups where I think a lot of wide receivers can have an opportunity to, have some decent yardage outputs this week. Um, I think there's a lot of games that are going to be lending themselves for the wide receiver to have a very good week this week. Um, so can anybody think of any other wide receiver that they would sit if they had to, or.
2: Jerry Judy's the big one that I can think after two good games that he's had dolphins have been shutting down the number one receiver, like uh, just like it's normal. So Jerry, Judy, is someone I'm really trying to sit. Okay. I'm, I'm
3: a, um, I mean, it's, it's good. Oh, uh, I was going to say it's it's tough to sit him cause he's so good, but I'm going to say AJ Brown uh, against Baltimore that the middle part of Baltimore's defense is just as good as their secondary. Patrick Queens, a great cover linebacker. You got Matthew Judon. I I, I wouldn't start AJ Brown cause he's a slant guy. And uh, I mean, you, if you have to, obviously you have to, but if I had another option, I'd pivot from A.J. Brown in a heartbeat. A.D.,
0: what were you
1: going to say? Uh, I was, I was going to say A.J. Brown um, because of, because of, if he don't get Marlon Humphrey, he's going to get Marcus Peters as an assignment, and he's already not too shifty of a guy. Uh, he's shifty than Metcalf, but he's not super elusive. So um, Peter's had, has field days with those type of guys, so I just don't see the, the matchup uh, being favorable for, her, for him this week.
0: Cool. Yeah, um, the only other, only last guy that I would think to sit would be maybe Amari Cooper against Minnesota. Um, I think I, I think Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are going to have better days fantasy wise. Um, I mean, even though they're the, I, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination, the um, secondary of Minnesota is stellar, um, but Harrison Smith is a great safety. So I think you're going to, I think you're going to be playing the, the high safety over Amari Cooper and it's going to leave uh, the middle of the field open for guys like or, um Gallup. So um, maybe stay away from Cooper. If you have those other options, um, and before we go on to the, the last uh, exciting topic of tight end, um, uh, I just want to, uh, uh, George had asked a question, and I'll just ask Peter, I'll Just I think we all are in agreement on this, but and it's not really a fantasy question, but it says, um, because George is a Bills fan, he goes, he goes I'm not sure if he talked about this from the Bills game on Sunday, but... Was he the only one who thought it was stupid for the bills to take a timeout before they threw the hail Mary? And I can answer you in one question. No, I think everybody thought the bills were stupid for taking the timeout um, they, because first of all, if you looked at what was going on, uh, Arizona was playing was playing to take the delay of the game so they can move the ball back five yards to make it a hail Mary, which would have required the ball to fly to put more of an arc on the ball. Um, so, Do I think it was a dumb move on the Bills' part to call a timeout? Yes, I do. I thought it was dumb. It gives them a chance to actually plan something as opposed to make a play within 30 seconds or 40 seconds what they have. So, yeah, I I thought it was a dumb move. I think we can all agree on that. So, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, um, going to the tight ends. I'm going to talk about who I would start at tight end. The first tight end that I would start is Hayden Hurst. I would start Hayden Hurst this week. I think he's going to have a very good week. Um, also, I think uh, Hunter Henry against the New York Jets defense. The, G- the Jets linebackers are awful. Um, they cut Pierre Desir this week. So, I mean, I don't even know who's in their secondary anymore. Um, so again, I just, uh, to me, the Jets are floundering, um, you know, it it was nice that they almost beat the, uh, the Patriots last week. Okay. And then I don't know, they decided to get rid of every player who was good. Um, uh, I think Tyler Higby against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has a pretty good week. um, you know, they said that his hand was uh, his hand was hurt those two weeks. Last week, he had a pretty decent outing. And I think Tampa, um, uh, even though they have those linebackers, I think if you're going to be playing those two linebackers, plus you got the wide receivers, I think you're going to leave that middle of the field open a little bit. And I think Higby's going to be able to exploit that. Um, the last tight end that I got is probably TJ Hawkinson against Carolina. Um, again, I just think, Hawkinson is one of those guys that you know I, I would play almost every week, but against that Carolina defense, I think it's a, I think it's a very good matchup, and I think he's one of those um, must-start tight ends. Probably, I, I think he's probably going to be the tight end of the week this week. Um, so, DJ, or uh, you guys have any other tight ends you would start? I'd mix in Cook. You
2: did bring up a good point about Jameis targeting uh, the tight end in the end zone and. Atlanta's really bad against the tight end. Yep.
1: And and that's the reason why I'm piggybacking off the the same game, but he's listed as a tight end. I don't know how he pulled this off. Taysom Hill is listed as a tight end. So uh he, he is a start for me this week for the tight end.
2: That's only if you play on ESPN fantasy. That's the only platform that allows it. So that's pretty cool for people on ESPN. He's gonna be like a cheat code. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah and and george just so you know yes this show is this this show that we do is geared towards fantasy our other show that we do um which will be switched to sunday night starting this week is uh geared more towards uh everyday football talk actual game talk and what what happened in the real nfl this is this is pretty much all geared geared towards fantasy football and fantasy football questions so, okay, um, any other starts that you guys would have before we go to the sits? No. Okay, well then, give us your sits, D.
3: All right, so I know you said start Higby. I got Higby and Everett both sitting. The linebacker core from uh, the Bucks are really good, and knowing that Cooper Cup eats over the middle, I think they're going to spy the middle more so than usual this game. So I, I don't expect the tight ends to, you know, have a lot of uh, success. Also, Noah Fant if he plays, I think that's a bad matchup for him. So if you can pivot on that, I definitely would. And also, John U Smith. Um, I, I'm I'm pivoting on Johnu Smith too. I know he's a very good tight end, probably top seven or six tight end. But against the Ravens, I, honestly, I don't. I think Tennessee is going to have a tough time. They're going to have to depend a lot on Derrick Henry to wear that defense down because that often the. Th- their passing offense, I don't think is going to be successful at all. So,
0: okay. Any other any other tight ends that you have?
2: Next. Tight ends are such a clip a flip of a coin. Like it's ridiculous. Like the ones that uh, DJ mentioned. Yeah, for sure about those. But tight ends are wasteland right now.
0: Well, it's funny. You think of a tight end like Robert Tanyan, okay, and you know the the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, or whatever. He was really uh, he he became uh, Aaron Rodgers' best buddy. And once Devontae part or Devontae Devontae Adams, I said I was going to say Parker Freeman. So Devontae, when Devontae Adams come back, everybody became irrelevant. And so you know that, that's the unfortunate part. And again. I'm I'm also not playing them because they're going up against probably the best defensive football in Indianapolis, um, so there's that. And then on the flip side, you turn around and you take a guy like Trey Burton, who's been getting a lot of work since uh, Jack Doyle got hurt playing Green Bay, and I, I don't start him either. So uh, you know th- those are two tight ends from the same game. You know I, I think starting that game, but Coley Cox. So, um, so go.
3: I got one more that I, I would sit and I mean, people probably sat him over the last like two weeks since Tua came in, but that's Mike Gisecki. Until we can see that Tua, you know, will throw him the ball more, I, I don't I don't feel comfortable starting him a, as my main tight end, you know? If you have to put him in as a flex, I guess, if you're, you're hopeless, I, but me, until he's proven more than he is now, I'm not starting Gisecki. Sure.
0: Okay. Any, any other, uh, any other uh, um, stuff we need to go over?
3: No, I think that's
0: it. All right. Well, listen, guys, um, I'm going to give, I'm going to let you guys have your last words. So uh, um, let me start with you, DJ. Me?
3: Yeah, you. I just want to say good luck to everybody and, uh, you know, keep winning, you know. And do whatever you can to get in the playoffs. You know, if you can, if you can trade, still, I make moves, especially to try to get players that have an easy playoff schedule. And other than that, just make the right choices.
0: Okay,
1: KD. Hey, you, uh, hey, hey! Make sure you guys are close out to the season. Don't be a uh, negative Nancy. Realize you don't make the playoffs and trade away all your all your people uh, to the winning teams. Don't do that. You uh, know, uh, just so y'all remember, uh, Julio Jones is still the number one receiver in the league. And,
0: uh, I can't even follow that because I'm like shocked that he would still believe that. Keep making moves
2: every week. This is where a lot of people fall off. They stop paying attention. So literally, if you're paying attention, depending on what type of league you're in you're giving yourself uh, the best chance of winning and and go follow me on youtube fantasy football hustler
0: all righty and all i got really is um so i'm going to do it at the last part of the show so we are switching our show to saturday mornings at 11 a.m eastern we're going to be doing this fantasy football show um starting not this sunday but sunday the 28th or saturday the 28th And also for you out there, we're going to be switching our Thursday night from the couch sports talk radio show from Thursday to Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, So that's going to catch you up right towards the end of the football game and the four o'clock games on Sunday before the eight o'clock game Sunday night. So we'll be doing uh, pretty much instant recaps of all the games going on and we'll be able to talk about the games that are finishing up. So we hope you tune in um also um just one other thing that i was going to say and i can't remember it now because i talked too much but we tried to get this show done in an hour we we're just a little bit over um so on that note i want to thank you all for watching dj kd alex thanks for being on the show with me we appreciate it. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We're gonna to try to keep building this thing and get more and more people involved. And again, another shout out to Journey with the Jays. Thanks for letting us stream into your uh, into your uh, group over there. You guys go watch Journey with the Jays. Keep keep following them. Keep listening to what they're saying, y'all. And thank you all for tuning in. Y'all have a great night. And we will be talking to you soon. Namaste. Yeah.